Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. And I'm Wajah Ali. And Waj. You know, there's a little thing that is happening this week um, that people are going to be talking about. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of attention being played to one person's perspective on the state of our union. And you brought up a wonderful idea for today's show, which is tell the people. Well, you know, uh, by the time you all are hearing this, uh, President Biden has already delivered his State of the Union on Tuesday night. So I thought, Danielle, how about the State of the Union according to the rest of us? I'm mm. talking about not white folks, not powerful, rich gatekeepers, uh, not incestuous media in the beltway. I'm talking about black and brown folks who represent, by the way, the base of the Democratic Party, and who have an ear to the ground uh, when it comes to communities of color, workers, you know, the folks who have their textbooks being banned, who mm -hmm. are having their stories being silenced, mm -hmm. uh, who have their ovaries being attacked. What about the State of the Union, according to the rest of us? What a novel idea. Um, because, <laughs> you know, what has really, let's start with the media for, for a moment, because I have a real anger for mainstream media that I try and express often in, on Twitter uh, because that's where journalists are, which is the fact that, you know, during the Trump administration and the Bush administration for that matter, but Trump in particular, um, all Donald Trump had to do was not shit himself and not, you know, talk his way into war on the mm. night of the State of the Union. And then you had folks like Van Jones of CNN saying, oh my God, he just became president of the United States tonight because Donald Trump was able to put two sentences together. I recognize- That was, by the way, the State of the Union, the Donald mm -hmm. Trump State of the Union, where he used the State of the Union as a theatrical game show and brought human beings as props. And Van Jones says, that's the moment he became that's the president. moment. I actually said he that on CNN. That actually yeah, happened. That really happened. And, you know, I, I want to be clear that recently, not and, and I mean recently over the last couple of years, that mainstream media is so like hell bent 
on presenting this both sides narrative that I've watched countless interviews with Republicans that get on these talk shows to air their faux grievances, right? And you have this reporter that is sitting there just sympathetic, you know, nodding and saying, oh, well, you know, what is it that would make you happy? I have never in my fucking life, Wash, seen a group of reporters sit down with Democrats, sit down with people of color, go to the places that we eat, right? Go into the neighborhoods where we exist and say, what is it that you need your government to do for you? What Mm. is it that would make you happy? You know, because all we're trying to do is not have a knee on our goddamn neck, not have bullets riddled into our body for doing nothing other than what, pausing at a stop sign? Right. Yeah. Or or having no infraction at all and then just being beaten to death. I, I, I just I'm so over the media and, and people keep tweeting at me and they're like, Danielle, the media just they haven't learned anything. I don't think that they want to watch. I don't think that they're trying to learn anything. Do you? No, this is just how the game is played. And I'm in Virginia and many of you know that I used to be a contributor to CNN. I'm very close to DC. Daniel used to live here. There is an incestuous ecosystem uh, of individuals who live in DC and New York. It's a revolving door. Um, And they go in and they go out, right? And it's kind of like, I'll scratch your back, you scratch my back. I'll get access. I'll, you know, eh, I'll soften my blow. Uh, You give me the, the scooplet. Uh, I'll get the ratings. I'll hit you when I have to hit you. But then, you know, we'll drink martinis and champagne at the private party. I'll give an example that I've given on the show before. It just beautifully articulates what you said. Sean Spicer. Remember Sean Spicer? Yes. The man who was the first uh, White House. Um, uh, what's, the, what's the name? The press. Uh, press secretary. Press secretary. Comes out. What does he do for Donald Trump? You all remember? Lies about mm-hmm. The inauguration. I was on a CNN panel and everyone tried to say, oh, uh, you know, this isn't normal, but Trump will be normal. They'll rein him in. I'm like, what are you all talking about? Sean Spicer, the White House press secretary for the first time in our life, decided to use his first friggin press conference to lie, literally gaslight the world. You literally say, don't believe your eyes. That yeah. that 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 frigging inauguration crowd was bigger than Obama's. Right. What do you think is going to happen? That same guy who spent his tenure lying to the American people and lying to the press and mocking them and ridiculing them. Do you know what happened to him? He was invited to an elite media party in D.C. the night before the White House Correspondents' Dinner. In fact, when I went there, he was having a gay old time, Danielle. He was bear-hugging someone, having the greatest time. So here's Sean Spicer, the guy who literally mocked and ridiculed all these media types who was invited to the party to drink with them and party with them. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who, by the way, gave the Republican rebuttal because now she is the governor of Arkansas. And one of the first things she did as governor of Arkansas, people aren't talking about this, is ban the word Latinx. She Mm -hmm. mocked and ridiculed these people. And you know what they did? They gave her a going away party when she left. So this is like, if you all think that they're going to change, they're not. And I have to give one more example, okay? Even after being masochists, Maybe they like it rough. Maybe they like getting beaten up. I'm not going to judge them. Right? Maybe they like gag balls in their mouth. Who am I to judge? Maybe they like getting paddled. Last year, CBS News. uh, Some employees said that the head of CBS News said, listen, we need to court Republicans because we believe they're going to take over the House and the Senate. 
which is why they rewarded Mick mother effing Mulvaney with a six-figure yep. contract and brought him in as a contributor. So if you lie to the press, mock them, spread conspiracy theories, uh, incite violence against them, but you're Republican, Daniel, for the sake mm-hmm. of both sides, you will fail up. If you are you and me, and we are consistently right, and our batting average will put us in the all-star game, you are seen as liberal, crazy, hysterical, and angry. That's where we're at. This is how I the mean, game is played. Nothing has changed. And, and, but, but see, the thing is that what has changed is the danger that the country is in. Mm. This all used to be fun in games inside the Beltway bullshit. Um, you know, 15 years ago when I got into politics, but I will tell you that now we both know and people with brains um, who are not brainwashed by QAnon and not brainwashed by Fox News understand that the reality is this. The climate of the country is, you know, at a thousand, thousand degrees, right? Mm. Any little spark, any little thing is going to send this country up into into flames, right? We know that who are both the the who are the pyrotechnics and the arsonists, the Republican parties led by Donald Trump, led by Ron DeSantis, right? Who, and now Marjorie Taylor Greene. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is presiding over the House of Representatives. And for folks who wanted to be like, oh, my God, you know, this is, you know, make jokes and think that this is not a big deal. This person, right, this MFR is an insurrectionist, has talked about Jewish people controlling space lasers. So she's an anti-Semite has stood on the stage with and sat down with and embraced white supremacists like Nick Fuentes, right? Has talked about on countless right-wing political podcasts about the need for America to go back to its white nationalist Christian roots, right? This is the person- 9-11 truther. 9-11 truther. Yeah, 9-11, she believes was a hoax. She believes that the Parkland shooting where she was chasing- uh, shooting victim David Hogg around the Capitol building before she became a member of Congress. She believed that they were crisis actors and that was yet another hoax, right? This is the fucking person who had the gavel sitting and presiding over the House of Representatives and tweeting, I could get used to this. On Monday, folks, on Monday, just a few days ago. She is the reason why Kevin McCarthy is the Fisher-Price Speaker of the House, right? (laughs) Who has given away all his power and has but a toy gavel that has been hollowed out by the members of the Freedom Caucus, whom he's given all his powers and, dare I say, his balls to. So Mm. the reality here is that the difference from 10, 15 years ago, from the Obama years, from the Bush years, is that these people actually pose a violent and very real threat to right. our democracy and to the United States. And when we have these people just casually reporters not talking about the seriousness, the danger, not going toe to toe, not using their platforms to unearth the truth for mm. the American people, they are just adding more tinder to the fire. 
From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that force David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Well, they're normalizing fascism, right? What I was thinking about yesterday was historically, if you just look at Europe, all the institutions bent the knee and paved the road towards fascism, especially the wealthy, all the institutions, the corporations, and the media, because they believed it's business as usual. You know what? Republicans also buy sneakers, Danielle. You know Mm-mm. what? I don't want to mm-hmm. get my fingers dirty. You know what? Eh. Both sides have grievances, and we cater to both sides. Well, look Mm -hmm. at Disney. Ron DeSantis in Florida is now attacking Disney. They're calling a special session, and they're going to extract a pound of flesh from Disney, the biggest employer in Florida, by the way, because Disney apparently has gone, quote-unquote, woke. What does that mean, Danielle? Disney is trying to invest in DEI, diversity, equity, inclusivity. And because Disney just for a second said, uh, you know what, we're not really down with your Stop the Woke Act and Don't Say Gay. They're like, okay, we're going to take away your special status. Now, other corporations should look at this and say, huh, this Republican Party that promotes the free market and is anti-government and is all about capitalism is using fascist tactics to punish corporations. I wonder if they'll go after us next. If I was the media, in addition to them attacking corporations, banning books, uh, Mm -hmm. attacking librarians, I would say like one freaking New Yorker article finally said, the GOP is holding the country hostage through the debt ceiling crisis. Instead, we get the framing, Danielle, oh, trouble brewing over debt ceiling, like as if like both parties are like politically incompetent. (laughs) You know, it's like, no, there is one party that is a semi-fascist movement, I would prefer the word fascist. And instead of framing that story, instead of what we've got leading up to the State of the Union, Danielle, mm-hmm. is nonstop coverage of this dumb mother-effing Chinese spy balloon, right? Nonstop coverage. We haven't talked about like how Trump also had spy balloons. 
and like the defense was like terrified to tell him because they thought he'd overreact. I think that's a pretty big, big story. We're not talking about the fact that Ivanka Trump somehow got trademarks while Donald Trump was president from China. We're not talking about, Daniel, the fact that Donald Trump, it was just revealed just recently, paid $0 in American taxes, but paid $200,000 to friggin' China. Mm-mm. If I was the head Mm-mm. of the news, I would put the context there. And I would also say that, you know what, Joe Biden did his job. He listened to the defense. He, he shot down this balloon. And by the way, unfortunately, this is what happens between countries. There's satellites. There's, uh, you know, spycraft. Uh, there's intel happening. But we need to do more to bolster our defenses. And Joe Biden should rise up to the challenge. Without any of that context, what do we have instead? Leading up to the State of the Union, where Marjorie Taylor Greene said she's going to bring a friggin' red balloon to no, Congress. No, a white one. A white oh, yeah, one. A white just, balloon. Just, sorry you about know, that. Let's he, get our facts straight, Waj. Yeah, I don't want to throw the people yeah. off. You got to keep white, white nationalism at the forefront, even with helium. Uh, and this <laughs> is where, even this is where the State of the Union is, right? And so you said one thing, Daniel, that I'm going to push back on. And, and I think you, I know how you meant it with, you know, media being fun and games. I would say for our communities, I'm talking about as a Muslim, as a brown guy, especially after 9-11, and I think all black folks listening will agree, media was never fun and games because we knew that it's these true. stories yep. impacted our communities, stereotyped us, increased violence against our communities, increased harassment, you know, led to the formation of policies that have detrimentally Im- impacted and affected our communities, which have impacted generations. There is a cost to this. There is a cost to fascism. And there is a cost to normalizing fascism in this state of our union that does not impact the wealthy and the white like it impacts us. So they don't care. They can treat it like a game. And I think you and I, the reason why we're so saddened, because you would think seven years after Trump and after a violent insurrection, they would learn. And they still have. You know, and you're right. And I and I appreciate the pushback, Waj, because it isn't it has never been fun and games. We know that the media has always characterized black and brown communities as criminals, as the problem, as the group that needs to be monitored. Oh, they're over police because they cause so much crime. Right. Uh, They're over police because they're a danger and a threat. Right. Um, You know, and, and I think that. I I got to I got to say this, you know, it was Glenn Kirshner who said earlier this week on Twitter uh, that the Republicans are just circling the drain. Right. And I'm like, no, America is circling the drain. You know, Mm. I don't know how long how long it's going to take to go all the way down into the sewer, but that's where we are. Um, I don't see any of this changing. And so when I think about from my vantage point, what is the state of our union? The mm. state of our union is shit. And it isn't because of bullshit polls that come out on Joe Biden, where 62% of Americans believe that he hasn't done anything. Well, if I believe the poll numbers, then guess what? Republicans would have had a red wave a- right. in the midterm elections. If I believe the poll numbers, then Joe Biden wouldn't have been president of the United States. If I believe the poll numbers, then Hillary Clinton and not Donald Trump should have become president of the United States. So let us stop uh, looking at the polls as if they are set in stone. Let us stop looking at it as if it is science when it's not. Right? Yeah, you're referring to, for, for those who don't know, uh, uh, Daniel is referring to this ABC poll that came out yes. Monday which said that a majority of Americans, and you said 60% think that Biden hasn't done enough. 
And then in the head to head right now that Trump apparently is beating Biden by 2%. And it's just like, I'm like, who's doing the polls? Who's asking the questions? What are the questions being asked? Who are they asking them to? What time of day are they asking? Are they sending them via text? Are they sending them via email? Are they picking up the phone? All of these things matter, right? And I want people to understand, like, that's how pollsters get paid. All of this stuff matters, right? And it matters because based on the time of day, how you're reaching out and who you're reaching out to will determine the outcome of of those polls, right? It's not science. And a lot of those folks who aren't being interviewed, uh, they look like us. And, and it's a, and a good point that you made bringing things full circle about the media's role in not depicting the accurate state of our union is, I've said this on your show before, I've said this on Twitter, I've said this uh, on MSNBC and CNN, I said, you know what I would really love? I would love one major newspaper or one news outlet to commission one story where they ask Trump voters to go into urban diners and ask the rest of us about our economic anxiety and why we voted for Biden. The year is now 2023, Danielle, and that article has still not dropped. That segment has still not dropped. Dear Republican voters, dear MAGA, have you gone to the urban diners and asked the blacks and the browns why they came out in historic numbers to vote for Biden during a pandemic? Have you reached out and tried to understand their economic anxiety? Not a single article to this day, Danielle. And that tells you everything, right? They never ask us about our feelings about the State of the Union. They never ask us uh, when they're, whenever they're doing research on the average suburban voter. What does the average suburban voter think about Glenn Youngkin protecting parents' rights and banning uh, books when it comes to the CRT and the wokeness attack, which now has become the tip of the spear for the 2024 Republican election, which I predicted two years ago, but our curse, Daniel, is that we are consistently right. If you and I were aggressively and arrogantly wrong about everything, maybe we'd be overpaid consultants in D.C. But speaking about the polls, (laughs) what we said last summer on this show was defense of democracy and abortion rights are kitchen Mm -hmm. table issues. Mm -hmm. And fast forward to polls that came out after the 2022 elections, Danielle. What ended up being a top five issue? Defense of democracy, Mm. protecting women's rights. And so I feel like when it comes to the State of the Union and Democrats, overpaid Democratic establishment, what they're flexing on is, look, Infrastructure Act, wonderful, flex. Inflation uh, Reduction Act, wonderful, flex. Uh, Powell came out and said, you know, we might avert um, recession. You know, inflation might be reduced. Awesome. Gas prices are down. Awesome. But what I want Biden to do is to throw down aggressively in the shortest month of the year, Black Mm -hmm. History Month, February. And talk about what's happening in the culture war. Because if you aren't going to fight the culture war, then damn it, you are convincing yourself that you're literally going to lose. If you don't fight a culture war, you're going to lose. They're banning books. They're going after librarians. They're going after black authors. They're going after black textbooks. They're going after black bodies. And we still haven't heard enough about what are Democrats doing for police reform? What are Democrats doing? for voting rights of people of color? And what are Democrats doing to protect our stories and our history? And the reason why they aren't touching that, Danielle, is because they believe that if they touch the culture war, they're going to lose white voters. So that's the State of the Union, according to the rest of us. And here's what I would love. Recognize that you've already lost white voters. 
you've lost the racist ones because the ones that actually care about progress, the ones that actually care about, you know, their children being able to read all sorts of books and about all sorts of history because they want their children to be competitive in the world, right? The people who care about whether or not their neighbor down the street can vote, the people that are thankful for all the people that have helped them during COVID, the health professionals that are an array of ethnicities and races, right? If you are afraid of losing white people, let's be clear. You should not give a fuck about losing the 30% of racist, homophobic, transphobic, Islamophobic, misogynist, right? Racist white people. They are gone. There is a whole other bunch that are a part of the um, new American majority that are a part of the global majority, right? And I'll tell you this, Waj, I know that uh, the the crusade that they are waging on anti-blackness and anti-trans, that is going to be their 2024 platform. And they're not going to win, right? Like they they won't because the, the reality is, is that what works in Florida and what works in Texas does not play nationally. And all we have to do, our job, right, as people with microphones, right, all Democrats have to do is show people what they've done already. That's it. And say, you, 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 you want this nationalized? This is a guy, right, who put a 15-week ban on abortion. You want him in the White House? This is a guy who wants to give everyone a concealing carry. Imagine that in your state, in uh, New York, in California, right? Like, imagine that in our quote unquote blue states, that's what Ron DeSantis wants to do, right? It's not, it's not so difficult to just, and that's what I wish that this state of the union would be. And this is what mine is to air out their bullshit. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right? you and me like, are on the same page. That's, that's it. Just flex. air it out. Flex, flex. When they go high, we go low. No, we bear crawl. We take out their knees. You can flex about your accomplishments, but as we know, in the media news cycle, it's not enough. Just going back to the poll that you cited, you have to compare and contrast. You have to articulate and craft the message and tell people, these are the bad guys. We're the good guys. We're fighting for freedom. They're taking away your freedom. They're going after Social Security and Medicare. We will protect it. I want them to say, and I want them to tell folks that it is the Republicans and Republican appointed judges, speaking about the State of the Union folks, that right now there is a judge who is trying to block and most likely will try to block abortion pills nationally. So you will not have any chance to get an abortion through these pills. Republicans are doing that. Republicans want to cut the taxes on the rich. Republicans want to increase taxes on the middle class. Call them out. And the gall of Kevin McCarthy is, even as Republicans are calling the rest of us groomers, that is inciting violence against Democrats, Kevin McCarthy is telling Joe Biden, be nice. Don't call MAGA extreme. And what we just found out, and I just texted this to Danielle as we're chatting. Mm-hmm. I just saw it. Our, I just saw speaking it. Speaking our State of the Union, New York Times report just came out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just quote it, and then I'm going to pass it over to Danielle. Speaking about our State of the Union, Memphis officer texted photo of Tyree Nichols after beating The revelation came in Memphis police documents related to the firing of five officers who have been charged with the murder in his death, and he texted it to his fellow officers. 
Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I, you know, I, I got to tell you that Nicole Wallace asked a really good question the other day. She said, you know, there's all these conversations about Biden staying above the fray. Is there any place in America where we are still above anything? Like we're all in the sewer. Mm. So once again, to say that these police officers, oh, it's just a few bad apples. Oh, but we fired some. This is their fucking culture. Yeah. This is their police culture. It doesn't matter that they were black. It doesn't matter if they are white. They are blue all the way around. This is their culture. It is a culture of violence mm. that they perpetuate because they are never held accountable That's for right. anything that they do. It is a few and far between. I said I was asked on MSNBC over the weekend, oh, Danielle, do you want Biden to address, right, Tyree Nichols, Keenan Anderson, any of the cases since George Floyd of unarmed men being beaten to death, suffocated to death, tased to death, shot to death? And I said, no, I actually don't want him to say a goddamn thing. They said, why? And I said, because unless you are going to put out an executive order that has teeth, which you can't, unless and you, you are going to make uh, police reform the foundation of your 2024 reelection, which you won't, I don't want to hear your thoughts and prayers. I don't want you to point to the families that should be allowed to grieve in private, but have now become poster parents for police reform. Because now they're part of a club that they never asked to join in the first fucking place. So am I disgusted by this revelation? Sure. But it's par for the course mm. in American policing that was born out of chattel slavery and has never been able to disassociate itself from it. And that's the state of the union. That's the state of the union, just like it has always been. and. We have to forfeit our rage. We have to silence it. We have to censor it to accommodate the economic anxiety of so many whites uh, whom the Democrats court. And we just pray and hope that enough of them do the right thing. 
that enough of them are sane enough and kind enough and compassionate enough that they realize that Republicans are committed to fascism and that will be self-destructive for them and their kids. But they will probably align themselves with whiteness and wealth. And maybe, just maybe, inshallah, if enough of them say, you know what, I want to live in a country where all of our kids can be the co-protagonists, where all of our kids can read books, where all of our kids can feel safe, then maybe then, inshallah, we have a chance. I think Joe Biden did something smart in the summer when he accidentally called MAGA semi-fascist in a Maryland fundraiser, and then word got out, and then he realized, oh, the base is invigorated. And he doubled down on it in that speech, which the media did not cover or run live, if you remember. And mm-hmm. instead, the CNN, because they were being taken over now by a right-wing outfit, you know, complained about the two Marines men next to him, right? Remember, behind him? Mm-hmm. And that how he politicized it, even though other presidents have done it in the past. But I want to say something about the State of the Union also, because Republicans always complain about national security and, and you know, bringing back the Chinese spy balloon, right? Uh, or immigration. And they're always attacking black and brown bodies, right? That's all it is. Urban crime, talking about black folks. The border, talking about brown folks. Muslims, terrorists, right? I, wanna, I want Joe Biden to name the number one domestic terror threat in America for the past several years. Yep. White supremacist terrorism. And I want him to say that we are going to hold it accountable. I want him to mention that just yesterday, two neo-Nazis were caught planning to attack the Maryland Mm -hmm. power grid. Who's talking about it? Nobody. Nobody's talking about it because there's two whites. I want him to talk about the January 6th violent insurrection. I want him to talk about the DOJ holding those people accountable to make sure that that, inshallah, never happens again. I want him to talk about defending democracy both here and abroad. I want him to talk about standing up to fascism, standing up to Orban, standing up to Russia. I want him to say that Donald Trump paid taxes to China and bent the knee to Putin. But I don't think he will. We'll see. Uh, It's America. If you're white, it's good to be a criminal. It's good to be a terrorist. It's good to be an insurrectionist. That's the state of the union as it's always been. Uh, Things are getting better with Biden. Uh, He has done a lot considering that he has been handicapped. But at the same time, I think you and I and our communities are running out of time because we realize that democracy is hanging by a thread, Danielle. And I think we want the fighters and the leaders, you know, choose your fighter. I want a fighter who calls it out, is literally saying, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm going to defend my peoples, the majority, and I'm going to flex. That's the fighter that I want. That's that's how I'll feel better about the state of the union. That's where I'm that's where I'm at right now. Dave. And I am in the same place. And folks, you know, when you listen to this tweet at us, because I would like to know what your view of the state of our union is. So hashtag democracy ish uh, and hashtag us what your state of the union is, um, because I'd like to hear from real people. And not just, you know, the imaginary polls. Uh, thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. I'm Ajat Ali. And we will be back next week if, in fact, we have a country left. Inshallah. <laughs>